Shalom, good morning, and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna, and I'm your reader today. Today is Friday, the 24th of December, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 20th day of Tevet. This week, our parasha is called Shemot, meaning names, and today's reading will be Exodus 4, 18 through 31. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples, through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then Moshe went and returned to Yitro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brothers who are in Egypt, and see whether they are still alive. Yitro said to Moshe, Go in peace. Then the Lord said to Moshe in Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Moshe took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moshe took God's staff in his hand. And the Lord said to Moshe, When you go back into Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You shall tell Pharaoh, The Lord says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, and I have said to you, let my son go, that he may serve me, and you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your firstborn son. On the way, at a lodging place, the Lord met Moshe and wanted to kill him. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off the foreskin of her son, and cast it at his feet, and she said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. Then she said, You are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Now the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moshe. He went and met him on God's mountain and kissed him. Moshe told Aaron all the words of the Lord, with which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had instructed him. Moshe and Aharon went and gathered together all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aharon spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moshe, and did the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the sons of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction, Then they bowed their heads and worshipped. That was Exodus 4, 18 through 31. Today, our portion from the prophets is 2 Samuel chapters 8 and 9. After this, David struck the Philistines and subdued them, and David took the bridle of the mother city out of the hand of the Philistines. 
He struck Moab and measured them with a line, making them to lie down on the ground. And he measured two lines to put to death and one full line to keep alive. So the Moabites became servants to David and brought tribute. David struck also Hadadezer the son of Rehov, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his dominion at the river. And David took from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 footmen. David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for 100 chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David struck 22,000 men of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought tribute. And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Betach and Berotai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took a great quantity of bronze. When Toi, king of Hamat, heard that David had struck all the army of Hadadezer, then Toi sent Yoram his son to King David to greet them and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and struck him, for Hadadezer had wars with Toi. Yoram brought with him vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of bronze. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, with the silver and gold that he dedicated of all the nations which he subdued, of Syria, of Moab, of the children of Ammon, of the Philistines, of Amalek, and of the plunder of Hadadezer, son of Rehov, king of Zobah. And David earned a reputation when he returned from striking down 18,000 men of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt. Then he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became servants to David. And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David executed justice and righteousness for all his people. Yoav the son of Tzuruyah was over the army. Yehoshaphat the son of Achilud was recorder. Tzadok the son of Achituv and Achimelech the son of Aviatar were Kohanim. And Tzraya was scribe. Benaya the son of Yehoiada was over the Cheretites and the Pelatites. And David's sons were chief ministers. Then David said, is there yet any who is left of the house of Shaul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was a servant of the house of Shaul, whose name was Tziva, and they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Tziva? He said, I am your servant. The king said, Is there not yet any of Shaul's house, that I may show the kindness of God to him? Tziva said to the king, Jonathan still has a son who is lame in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Tziva said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodavar. Then king David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodavar. And Mephibosheth, 
the son of Jonathan, the son of Shaul, came to David and fell on his face and showed respect. David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold your servant. And David said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Shaul your father. You will eat bread at my table continually. He bowed down and said, What is your servant, that you should look at such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Tziva, Shaul's servant, and said to him, All that belong to Shaul and to all his house I have given to your master's son. Till the land for him, you, your sons, and your servants. Bring in the harvest that your master's son may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, will always eat bread at my table. Now Tziva had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Tziva said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at the king's table like one of the king's sons. So Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All that lived in Tziva's house were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. That was Second Samuel chapters 8 and 9. And now our portion today from the writings is Psalm 76. For the chief musician on stringed instruments. A psalm by Asaph, a song. In Yehuda, God is known. His name is great in Israel. In Shalem also is his sukkah, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flaming arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword and the weapons of war, Selah. Glorious are you and excellent, more than mountains of prey. Valiant men lie plundered, They have slept their last sleep. None of the men of war can lift their hands. At your rebuke, God of Yaakov, both chariot and horse are cast into a dead sleep. You, even you, are to be feared. Who can stand in your sight when you are angry? You pronounced judgment from heaven. The earth feared and was silent when God arose to judgment to save all the afflicted ones of the earth, Selah. Surely the wrath of man praises you. The survivors of your wrath are restrained. Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all around him bring presents to him who is to be feared. He will cut off the spirit of princes. He is feared by the kings of the earth. That was Psalm 76. Our portion today from the Apostles is Luke 6, 27-49. But I tell you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. 
To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your coat also. Give to everyone who asks you, and do not ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. As you would like people to do to you, do exactly so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive back as much. But love your enemies, and do good and lend, expecting nothing back. And your reward will be great, and you will be children of Elion, for he is kind toward the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Set free, and you will be set free. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and will be given into your bosom. For with the same measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. He spoke a parable to them. Can the blind guide the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his rabbi, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his rabbi. Why do you see the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye, but do not consider the beam that is in your own eye? Or how can you tell your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck of chaff that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the beam that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First remove the beam from your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye. For there is no good tree that produces rotten fruit, nor again a rotten tree that produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings out that which is good, and the evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings out that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug and went deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it, because it was founded on the rock. But he who hears and does not do is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream broke, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great." That was Luke six twenty seven through 49. And for those reading through the Apostles twice this year, your other reading for today is Galatians 4. 
Well, that concludes our readings for today, for Friday. However, since it is the weekend coming up now and tomorrow is Shabbat, um, I'll be reading for Shabbat today also, since we don't post an episode on Shabbat. And tomorrow will be Shabbat, the 21st of Tevet. And according to tradition, it is the day of the birth of Shimon. In Genesis 29:33, Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. So she named him Shimon. And the reading from the Torah for tomorrow is the final part of our parasha this week, Parashat Shemot, and it is Exodus 5, 1 through 6, 1. Afterward, Moshe and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. They said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall on us with pestilence or with the sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Why do you, Moshe and Aaron, take the people from their work? Get back to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. You shall require from them the number of the bricks which they made before. You shall not diminish anything of it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let's go and sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it. Do not let them pay any attention to lying words. The taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spoke to the people, saying, This is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you straw. Go yourselves, get straw where you can find it, for nothing of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Fulfill your quota daily as when there was straw. The officers of the sons of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why have you not fulfilled your quota, both yesterday and today, in making bricks as before? Then the officers of the sons of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why do you deal this way with your servants? No straw is given to your servants, and they tell us, Make brick, and behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But Pharaoh said, You are idle, you are idle, therefore you say, Let's go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, 
for no straw shall be given to you, yet you shall deliver the same number of bricks. The officers of the sons of Israel saw that they were in trouble when it was said, You shall not diminish anything from your daily quota of bricks. They met Moshe and Aaron who stood along the way as they came out from Pharaoh. They said to them, May the Lord look at you and judge, because you have made us a stench to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to kill us. So Moshe turned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it that you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on his peop- on this people. You have not rescued your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for by a strong hand he shall let them go, and by a strong hand he shall drive them out of his land. That was Exodus 5.1 through 6.1. And the Haftarah portion for this Shabbat is Isaiah 27.6 through 28.13. In days to come, Yaakov will take root, Israel will blossom and bud, and they will fill the surface of the world with fruit. Has he struck them as he struck those who struck them? Or are they killed like those who killed them were killed? In measure, when you send them away, you contend with them. He has removed them with his rough blast in the day of the east wind. Therefore, by this the iniquity of Yaakov will be forgiven. And this is all the fruit of taking away his sin, that he makes all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in pieces, so that the Asherah poles and the incense altars shall rise no more. For the fortified city is solitary, a habitation deserted and forsaken, like the wilderness. The calf will feed there, and there he will lie down and consume its branches. When its bows are withered, they will be broken off. The women will come and set them on fire. For they are a people of no understanding. Therefore he who made them will not have compassion on them, and he who formed them will show them no favor. And it will happen in that day that the Lord will thresh from the flowing stream of the Euphrates to the brook of Egypt, and you will be gathered one by one, sons of Israel. It will happen in that day that a great shofar will be blown, and those who were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and those who were outcasts in the land of Egypt, shall come, and they will worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. Woe to the crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim, and to the fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley of those who are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has one who is mighty and strong, like a storm of hail, a destroying storm, like a storm of mighty waters overflowing. He will cast them down to the earth with his hand. The crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trodden underfoot. The fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley, 
shall be like the first ripe fig before the summer, which someone picks and eats as soon as he sees it. In that day, the Lord of hosts will become a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the residue of his people, and a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment, and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate. They also reel with wine, and stagger with strong drink. The Kohen and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are swallowed up by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are completely full of filthy vomit, and no place is clean. Whom will he teach knowledge, and to whom will he explain the message? Those who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts? For it is precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little. But he will speak to this nation with stammering lips and another tongue, to whom he said, This is the resting place. Give rest to weary. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Therefore, the word of the Lord will be to them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little, that they may go, fall backward, be broken, be snared, and be taken. That was Isaiah 27, 6 through 28, 13. And the second part is Isaiah 29, 22 through 23. Therefore this is what the Lord, who redeemed Avraham, says concerning the house of Yaakov. Yaakov shall no longer be ashamed, neither shall his face grow pale, but when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in the middle of him, they will sanctify my name. Yes, they will sanctify the Holy One of Yaakov and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. That was Isaiah twenty-nine, twenty-two, and 23. Our portion for this Shabbat from the Apostles is Acts seven seventeen through 37 But as the time of the promise came close, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose a different king who did not know Yosef. The same took advantage of our race, and mistreated our fathers, and forced them to throw out their babies, so that they would not stay alive. At that time Moshe was born, and he was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up three months in his father's house. And when he was set outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and raised him as her own son. And Moshe was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and works. Now when he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the sons of Israel. Seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him who was oppressed, striking the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brothers understood that God, by his hand, was giving them deliverance, 
but they did not understand. And on the next day he appeared to them as they fought and urged them to be at peace again, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Moshe fled at this saying and became a stranger in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. When forty years were fulfilled, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moshe saw it, he wondered at the sight. As he came close to see, a voice of the Lord came to him, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzchak, and the God of Yaakov. Moshe trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send you into Egypt. This Moshe, whom they refused, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? God has sent him as both a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out, having worked wonders and signs in Egypt, in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. This is that Moshe who said to the sons of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up a prophet for you from among your brothers like me. That was Acts seven seventeen through 37, and it concludes this week's readings. May you have a blessed weekend and a Shabbat Shalom with your families. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time.